to the After Credits podcast, where we talk about the movies and the TV shows you love, even if we don't exactly love them. In today's episode, we ride on board the hype train, where we discuss all the exciting things we have encountered in the recent months and all the things coming up as the year ends. Stay tuned. I'm your host, Franco Dajla. Joining me today is... RJ Silverio and, and Nigel Aquino. And we're here today to bring you episode two of the Hype Train, our special podcast where we... There's this the episode, second episode? We've done the a, second we've, edition of the Hype Train. We, we've we, done one before. Oh, yep, man. where we talk about uh, what movies we, what movies and TV shows we liked and what movies and TV shows we're looking forward to. So uh, let's kick it off with uh, you first, Nigel. Uh, what movies or what trailers have you seen that you like? Uh, all right. Okay. There's a bunch, and honestly, some of these nobody will care about. So let's go do the big ones first. Um, probably the one I'm really excited for is the new Punisher series. Ooh, yeah, coming oh. up. It's gonna be so intense. Yeah. So like you've seen the trailers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll play it right here. Can I say something? You may. You know those, uh, those people. Ones I put down, the people I killed. I want you to know that I do it all again. This is a circus, all right? It's a charade, it's an act. It's bullshit about how crazy I am. I ain't crazy. I'm not crazy, okay? I know what I did. I know who I am. And I do not need your help. I'm smack dab. In the middle of my right goddamn mind, and any scumbag, any any lowlife, any maggot piece of shit that I put down, I did it because I liked Order. it. Hell, I loved it. I'm saying, I'm, I'm just itching. I'm, 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 I'm itching to do it again. And you think what? You think you're gonna send me to a nut house? Some doctor? They're gonna get me to stop from doing what I want to do? Well, that ain't happening. Not on my watch. You people call me the Punisher, ain't that right? The big bad Punisher. You want it? Remove the witness. I am the punch. I'm right here. You want it? I'll give it to you. Anybody who came here today, give me wine, give me bread, we can kiss my ass. That that scene you got for me, Nigel, was kind of intense. So uh, I've I've heard of the word the Punisher before, but I've never really like I knew about the story. Like, is mm. it like an old franchise that they're reviving or something? Oh, uh, it's it's one of the older, more classic um, franchises of Marvel. It's also one of the more this it's it's one of the most more morally ambiguous heroes you'll ever see because he's definitely not. He's not even really a traditional hero. He's not really a hero. Anti-hero? He's not even really an anti-hero. Normally, he'd just be a straight-up villain. What what makes mm-hmm. him different from like a, a regular villain or a regular hero? Like what does he what who does he punish? Because he punishes, technically he does punish wrongdoers. However, he kills them, which is kind of the antithesis of the superhero of what the superhero is because they don't normally kill people like the opposite of batman yeah so he's actually like batman like he's the flip side of batman he's the side that decided that batman uses guns if batman used guns and didn't have didn't really have a moral code but was just as equally fucked up mentally from losing his family yeah 
That sounds like the Flashpoint Batman. That you mean uh, Thomas Wayne? Yeah, Thomas Wayne's Batman. It's actually very, very similar to what Punisher... Like, I mean, he's basically... Uh, he was basically the Punisher, but with the, the, bat, the, the bat theme, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, he... The the basic storyline that we see in the Marvel trailer is pretty much the same. His family gets killed. He goes on a fucking rampage, punishing everyone. It, uh, over the years, he's gotten a little, um, he's he's gotten a little cartoony. But generally, whenever whenever there's a Punisher series, it's all about um, ultra violence in order to and punish and punishing because it's the Punisher punishing the wrongdoers. It's not really ambiguous that he's... It's ambiguous in that the people he's killing are really bad people. But the whole concept of killing makes him... It makes it uncomfortable for him to be welcomed. So he, he doesn't really punish community. petty criminals. There was a time when he did for jokes. Oh, shit. Yeah, but... Generally, he doesn't really go after like petty criminals. He goes after gangbangers terrorists oh. the big villains as well it goes into a personal gripe actually i mean he personally feels that if you do wrong he's gonna kill you like yeah, you, like a very skewed perspective of justice like, yeah like he feels like he's the law oh man. yeah oh, <laughs> you know from from that scene like this really reminds <laughs> me of of that movie judge dread where is he has central? this really famous scene were the bullets recovered from the bodies of bardis and lily hammond so DNA coded? Yes, Judge Magruder. It could not be otherwise. And what was the result of the computer check of the DNA coding on those bullets? The DNA is a perfect match for Judge Joseph Dredd. So The evidence has been falsified! It's impossible! I never broke the law! I am the law! <laughs> no case! <laughs> you gotta believe me! Believe me. And there's huge parallels in that. Man. I am the law. I, I, I am the law. I kind of disagree. Just because uh, the whole point of the Punisher is out because he believes that the justice system is is com is completely incompetent when it's trying to actually when it with regards with punishing criminals. That's why he's a vigilante mm -hmm. because the legal system has failed him before and continues to fail him now with his with his viewpoint in the world. Yeah. You know, whereas Judge Red no, is the well, personification. I was just talking about of, the parallels within the scenes and how it was depicted. Yeah, it was in the courtroom. Yeah, it was a courtroom. They were like pressuring then, you him. Know, he goes all out like, "I am the law. <laughs> I am the Punisher. I am the Punisher. I am the law." Okay. Yeah. Was, yeah. Are these same actors? No. No. <laughs> Never mind. You tried to push. Really, Franco? Really? With this, this, this Judge Dread clip you got, this one, this was the one with Stallone, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, not Stallone. the one with who's, who's playing the Punisher, Nige? Uh, oh. John Bernthal. I was just listening to a podcast about him talking about what it, what it's like, what, what, what he taps into when he's playing the Punisher. Because, like, ever since he was a kid, he struggled with like um, violence and wow. anger management. But yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah, but uh, other than the Punisher. Uh, yeah, RJ, uh, you have uh, anything? Uh, well, for starters, uh, 
All right, let's go with the big one as well. Um, you guys know about the Last Jedi, right? Yeah. The director, um, Rian Johnson. Rian Johnson. Rian yeah. Johnson. Apparently, in recent um, in the recent weeks, he announced something really big. Franco played for us today during an earnings call. Disney CEO Bob Iger revealed that Rian Johnson, the director of the upcoming Star Wars: The Last Jedi, will create a brand new Star Wars trilogy. The first film of which he will write and direct with longtime collaborator Ron Bergman producing. The new trilogy is separate from the episode. Skywalker saga and will introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy Star Wars lore has never explored. Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy said, We all loved working with Ryan on The Last Jedi. He's a creative force and watching him craft The Last Jedi from start to finish was one of the great joys of my career. She went on to say, Ryan will do amazing things with the blank canvas of this new trilogy. So we got a really new upcoming trilogy. Boom! Yeah. We really don't know what the topic is. So no, RJ, no. do you have any speculations to I, that? I, I, I was so stoked. When the moment they said they're getting out of the Skywalker saga, I mean, mm. finally, like that's. I mean, I, I know that the Star Wars films is built on the drama, the family drama of the Skywalkers. Yeah. But damn, finally, they finally are gonna make a film series that won't focus on that. We kind of got tired of it by episode yeah. one, to be yeah. honest. So like, like no, no episode Skywalker- two when when um you know. Anakin became a Jedi, <laughs> like a um, full-grown Jedi with okay. hating sand and all that shit. Mm-hmm. He is the law. He's the, oh my God. Well, he tried to make things the yeah. law in the third one. Um, yeah. uh, although, uh, I think... Um, where do you think they're going... What time period do you think they're going yeah, to? Will like, it be after the like current the Skywalker saga takes over a lot of things. Because like, they said that they are going in... They're going to explore characters from the, the corner of the Star Wars universe that they have never explored yet before. I am banking on the older public. Yeah, mm. because like ideally, there like there was another uh, like segment that you could do, which is like the Yuzong Vong War... Oh, or like, oh, that's like but, that's yeah. That's, that still relates to uh, Luke Skywalker, so you yeah, can't do that. You can't. Yeah. But like, it's only you can only work backwards. There's nothing forwards past the I original mean, trilogy. It's because that when you can go through. Okay, so when when Disney bought um, Lucas Lucas Arts Lucas Films, um, they um, they kind of just pushed aside the expanded universe. Mm-hmm. Thirty yeah. years of work just put aside as part of a legends quote unquote legends database. Meaning it's not canon. Yeah, and then pretty much right now, what they're re- um, Disney's releasing is like they're just pulling stuff out from that um, Legends database and then try to twist it up, make it their own, and create that as canon. Yeah. I'm just saying Which that I, like yeah. I'm just saying that like in the Legends database, mm-hmm. anything past Episode Six still has to do something with Luke Skywalker or his kids. Yes. So like by deducing by canceling that out, you could only go backwards into the old Republic of the Le- of the Legends. Mm-hmm. I, like well, I, there's I, nothing like there's nothing in Legends post <clears throat> Episode Six that's really a good story to have um, that doesn't involve Luke Skywalker or his kids. Well, they could do a Boba Fett arc. Yeah, they could do because because I've always been interested in the Mandalorians. Oh yeah, and the, their warrior culture. So yeah. you could do one with Boba Fett because mm-hmm. Boba Fett three episodes pi- three. Yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. You could. I've seen. I've I've read this. I've read the general plot line of the Boba Fett arc, mm-hmm. and yeah, you you would still have it would still be tangentially connected to the Republic. Yeah, as it is because it would be the story of how the Mandalorians start car- start getting their planet back because at this point I think in the. Yeah, At but, this point, but he, run, he comes across Luke Skywalker. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't. It, it, are are the well? Yeah, I mean, yeah they could stray they away. Saying, are yeah. they saying that 
they refuse to ever have Luke Skywalker in the sh- in the movie. Like I think it's more I of just think... putting the focus on another character. Yeah. With maybe maybe the Skywalkers would have a cameo that's, or something. That's why I agree with you, Arjun. That it can't be somewhere post episode six. It has to be mm. somewhere behind. Yeah. Be- way back before episode mm. one. So yeah, with the old Republic. I mean, damn. There's, there's so a lot of there's a lot of content. The, the thing is, I'd also want something that's not focused on Jedi. Oh, to be honest, true. there's no like. Je- uh, because I don't know. No, the, you have the, the uh, every you have every other year to, for that. You have the Han Solo. You have that, the. But that's why I wanted something Rebels. that's more focused, like a Boba Fett trilogy, would be really cool in my eyes because mm-hmm. they're they're not Jedi. I think they could do a Boba Fett episode, uh, a Boba Fett movie, sort of like how they did with the last one mm-hmm. with the Star Wars Rogue with the, One. Yeah, with Rogue One. They could or with the Han Solo, they could do a feature on Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Like and then like the the main the main trilogy the the new trilogy like I think R J will have to be would about be, like would, the older would still have to be about yeah but like R J what yeah. what what segment would it be the fo- I really think it's still gonna involve the Jedi it will I'm sure because be I like, think you know for me the best one would be the Revan arc mm, Revan Revan because it's a okay yeah, let's put it this way back and forth yeah there. let's put it this way you don't want Jedi's but the thing is Revan was both Jedi and Sith. That's not, that's not buy. That's not buying me in. That's yeah, still about but, the force. I mean, but you, I mean, you can I, still the thing care is, about the, the other, that's the every other much, year. No, that's the, the odd years. But that's, that's that's why. But we're not talking about every odd years. Because mm-hmm. like the thing is, I I well that's like, your market. I, I'm okay with the force. Mm-hmm. I, like I'm okay with the force existing. But like because the way the the power level increases every other movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I kind of not as big of a fan of it because it's 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 sort of start, starting. Just, well, it's not sort of. It is basically space magic. Yeah, and but, that's not. I I that's why I like Rogue One a lot because mm-hmm, it focused yeah. it focused more on the Force as a mystical component of but the universe. I really think that a Star Wars film cannot be a Star Wars film without. Yeah, that. I I hundred percent agree with RJ. Nah, mm-hmm. Nigel, if you really want something that's not force related, you have every other year for that. Because I, I mean, as much as I'd want to have a Boba Fett arc, I know like, that it can't be every year. Yeah. Nigel, sure, Nigel. As much as I'd really want a Boba Fett arc, I have a weird ass feeling that they're just gonna do the anthology series with uh, yeah. that. No, they, so they, they won't make it like a tr- like the main line trilogy thing. But I mean. You know, we'll see. We'll Revan see what Because right yeah. now, Rian Johnson's so focused on... Like, I think he still has a hand in episode 9, right? Yeah. He's an executive producer. Mm-hmm. So probably after that, we'll get more... After episode 9's out, we're... Just a tangent. Have we decided who's directing episode 9? Oh, no, it was... Director of the last J- It was J.J. Abrams. So J.J. Abrams is back on board. Yeah. For one more. Yeah. Other than the Revan arc, like, you could do the arc of Darth Bane. Uh, they could. The rule of two, because he's already canon mm-hmm. in uh, in Star Wars, the Clone Wars, and Star Wars Rebels. They mentioned him already. Yeah, they didn't mention Darth Revan yet. So mm-hmm. they they almost did Hasn't, in Clone Wars. I'm, yeah, in the unedited then, scene. Yeah, then they scrapped it. Rev- that's the only time Revan's been mentioned so far. In an unedited, mm. uh, unreleased scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because uh, they were because enough because uh, they appeared as a Force vision mm-hmm. in the unreleased scene but they took it down because they won't allow Sith to appear as ghosts or as uh, eternal beings because they discourage people from doing bad things and living yeah. forever yeah that makes sense mm. so 
yeah i mean it's going to be so exciting to see that there is gonna like i mean i know the 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 sequel trilogy hasn't been done yet but it's mm. like this was a big bombshell that just I actually just it. had the thought uh, maybe they the, you know the mmo the old republic right are you talking about the, i'm talking about the mmo yeah 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 I know. they might set the story there they could actually they but could, the thing is I, I think they might want to stray they might not want to stray away to dealing with super named characters that's true like I, I think they want to make something more original than that because if they do Darth Revan that's a named character that already existed before mm-hmm. so uh, I think they might want to I, do something more yeah, original yeah will it be a new IP I was actually mention- I actually wanted to mention that mm. the fact that they could get the old Republic but the thing is, it's under Bioware, from what I know, and I don't think like Disney has to buy that for buy for that. making games. Well, I I'm not sure how much of like because right now, it pretty much means that they have to, um, they have to make older public canon, like in some in some sense canon. I think it is canon. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's definitely not. It's not because it's like. It's not really a li- um a Disney license okay. game to that begin with. So, I mean, like that's it's that's Disney's a, choice. Though. It's Disney's choice. But I do like the story arcs that they've been making in they, the older public. They could just copy the universe and the mm-hmm. setting, and then just fill yeah. it with new characters. I mean, I mean, well, that the, are based on like Revan. I'll tell you this. I like the, the cur- I like the current um. Um, story arc that's happening in the old republic right now yeah. that there was a third party um, that came in and just crushed both the old republic and the sith empire mm-hmm. yeah and now the, cool. and now the the old republic and the sith empire are joining forces just so that they can fight off this crazy new empire that i like in. how you said that franco copy the universe the same universe as the universe that it's going to be put in it's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. No, copy oh. the universe that Bioware made. It's the same universe. Yeah. No, well, copy the setting, the the it's history, the, same setting. the, yeah. the it's, scenario. It's pretty. Much, Disney didn't make the scenario. It's the same story. Bioware yeah, made the scenario. Story. Well, it's pretty much more in the problem of Disney trying to make it um, official. Yeah. Like that yeah. universe being an official canon. They could, but I don't think they will because, uh, uh, to be fair, the Old Republic hasn't been that well received. It's you know, a very cult following. It's a very like it's but, not cult following. It's like split. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that popular. Yeah, but you remember it's not kid friendly. Like, that's yeah. why. Not really. Oh, yeah. It's not as kid friendly as like rebels or stuff. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm sure they can find the balance. I mean, you know what they did with Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Mm. And on the other Marvel properties, taking something so obscure and then making it work. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying like the the old Republic that we know wasn't as kid friendly. Okay, now that you mentioned, yeah. But, you know, they'll, they'll find a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, In so... connection to a new announcement, though, there was a recent announcement regarding another massive property. All right. The Amazon has recently announced that they're going to be making a Lord of the Rings TV Ooh, series. Oh, man, yeah. With a multi-season commitment. Woo! Oh. The world is changed. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. Much that once was is lost. For none now live who remember it. Oh, Galadriel. 
I'm getting flashbacks. That but last sound clip though was really uh, epic. I, I really wait. So I just want to confirm, the Lord of the Rings series that they're making, it's not. It's it bef- it's specifically before, uh, before the Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, so it's not like they're remaking the they're original. Not re- they're thing. not remaking Lord of the Rings. Oh, thank God. The problem I the problem is. Um, so you still expect to see Galadriel? She's and been a, she's, she's been a, yeah. So this yeah. So because they can't set it after Lord of the Rings because none of the none the, nothing that was interesting about the setting exists at that point exists anymore because they they fixed everything. Yeah, magic faded away. Magic faded away. So they have to do it before. I would prefer that they do a. I would prefer that they did the Silmarillion, mm-hmm. a Silmarillion adaptation because I I think the there's a lot of stories there that because the Silmarillion it's kind of more like an encyclopedia instead of telling a story. It's you know? it's a lore heavy book. It's a lore heavy book. That means they they actually have a lot of leeway mm-hmm. into putting into inputting details on how on how say they. Um, how 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 the races interact with each other because because the how the because the elves dwarves and humans at that point mm-hmm. I don't know it just it just seems interesting were there other other races mentioned in the Silmarillion aside from those three I don't remember it's been a while since I read because I know like like the hobbits were just like some minor race yes, the hobbits were and yet yeah, it became the focus of men, the wouldn't men be a minor race no in that setting no. because in this setting the men and the elves were created at the same time mm-hmm. I think and the men were also more similar to elves than they are at the Lord of the Ring at the point of the Lord of the Rings what about like in the the Hobbit movie I felt like the the men were kind of like at the same at the same importance level? as the elves now, like going back a few more years, I expect elves to be more important. No, actually, like it depends on how you view them. Because even back then, the elves were still immortal beings. Mm-hmm. However, the men were also much, much more, a much more longer lived, and their strength, their strength, the metaphorical strength, meaning like willpower or combat martial prowess, was about the same level as the elves because they lived a lot closer together than they did now. They had the fall like over the intervening years before the before the beginning of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I don't know, they could follow they could follow what's the name? The the Bjorn, I think. The what? The uh, fuck, I forgot their names. It's been so long. But there's this there's this epic within the Silmarillion that's really cool that's about uh, a, a, a a human and an elf falling in love. Ooh. And then, it, but it's a fantasy epic where he has to do certain tasks, where he has to collect the Silmarillions himself themselves, mm-hmm. and then bring them back to impress her father. I think I'm probably butchering the story, mm. but yeah. But the the problem is, um, the Silmarillions kind of Christopher Tolkien, the current, the living descendant in charge of the Tolkien estate generally does doesn't want the Silmarillion to be adapted so from what i hear yeah it's likely that it's just only going to be directly before the beginning of the fellowship of the ring and i don't see what's interesting at that point because like wait wasn't the hobbit somewhat the hobbit was around before uh, 80 years before 80 years before because he was like 30 when the when the hobbit happened and then he's 111 when the when the Lord of the Rings begins, uh-huh. as we know from the part. So, so what's what did Amazon announce specifically? A TV they show, a movie. A, they announced a TV series with a multi multiple season commitment 
about the story that would be set before the Fellowship of the Ring. Did they state how many seasons? Multiple seasons. So, uh, wait. Yeah, well, Amazon is really trying to rival Netflix yeah, in terms that's of true. things. Like, if you've watched uh, Man <clears throat> in the High Castle, yeah. Oh, yeah. the quality for that is mm, really amazing. amazing. And, and like, but, if they yeah. have the same quality for that in Lord of the Rings, which has a great mm. IP, they can make something really special here. And especially with Game of Thrones ending next year, yeah, there's going to be a hole that people would want to fill. And, well, you know, I mean, um, HBO is trying to use Westworld, but I mean, that's very slow production. Yeah, it's got very yeah. slow production, and it, it's a little weirder than Lord of the Rings. Because like Lord of the Rings, in my opinion, has more mass appeal than Westworld. Because people are familiar with it, yeah. really familiar with it. The problem is, Lord of the Rings fans have very high standards. I don't see them ever being met by whatever they put out. Do you think yeah. it'll end up like Star Trek with the new Discovery? Yeah, because like uh, Netflix and uh, partnered with CBS to release the start the new series Star Trek Discovery, and they just had their uh, season finale mm-hmm. for uh, Star Trek Discovery. How many episodes were in season one? Uh, nine episodes. But wow. the but the quality is really nice. Like if you imagine the the Star Trek movie in like two thousand nine, the one with the uh, Chris Pine. Imagine the quality of that mm-hmm. into like a, a TV show. Like wow. in terms of like the the ship battles, the 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 outfits, the the bridge, yeah. the acting, the the voice, and the the writing. It's all well made here. We have been waiting for someone worthy of our attention. Captain, incoming! Yeah, so the plot for Star Trek Discovery takes place uh, right as the, the, the Federation is about to engage the Klingons. So you learn how the Klingons turn into the bad guys uh, and how the Federation responds to that. It's a really nice uh, story featuring the the sister, the stepsister of Spock, the adopted sister of Spock. Mm-hmm. Played by who? Um, not sure. Uh, the thing is, I I agree with with Franco about it being the same level as the Star Trek movies, but not in a good way, because the story of the Star Trek movies aren't isn't good. The writing like is it's, not good. It's more. It has a more mass appeal. Then for compared to like a Trek, it has a more mass appeal than a Trek appeal, Which in is, my opinion. Well, the thing you, is, the mass appeal make dumbs down the story to like kindergartner levels. Yeah, because I mean, I like it because I I I didn't watch I didn't have to watch any of the other Star Trek TV shows. Sure. That I wasn't born. Yeah. With I born into. But that's not really what I'm talking about because okay, like there was this episode where. Um, they ha- they're trying to rescue their captain. The problem was, th- by trying to rescue their captain, they're destroying the only means they have to f- teleport. So that That's means- so dumb! So that means the, char- um, wait, the characters are just stupid. The, the characters are making dumb decisions that don't make sense. Remember when that security captain was trying to kill the thing for no, for no real reason? So oh, it's, yeah, he's a side character. So it's pretty much done. like a lot of forced plot, de- uh, plot yeah. points, plot devices. Yeah, a lot of plot stupidity. <laughs> yeah, necessary plot movements. Necessary, necessary plot <laughs> movements and, with, and compromising their yeah. character development. Yeah, kind of. Uh, also, the, the themes of this, the, the current sort are a little... I don't know what they're trying to go for because they're, because they're currently in a war. 
but yeah. it's weird because I I don't I don't because it feels a little more generic than this than the themes that I'm used to get from Star Trek. Well, you know I, I, I mean? have no basis for that. Yeah, I found oh the war looks cool. The the thing is I the would lessons agree. are cool. I'd agree with you if they didn't call it Star Trek, I'd probably like it better. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I would call it the it. Orville. <laughs> I like the Orville though. the The thing is, it does not have the same amount of quality. Yeah. It doesn't have the mu- the same um, budget or the production quality. Well, the Orville is like a parody, right? Not or, really. Or it's like I, I'm more of like it an homage. Parody, like, not really an homage. It's it feels way more like an homage because it's not trying to make fun of Star Trek. It's mm-hmm. trying to be Star Trek, but for like because like in Star Trek, the captain is usually an elite. The, they're usually the elite. Of the fleet, yeah. mm-hmm. but in the Orville, it's the same themes, it's the same kind of stories that they write, but for nor, but the people doing them are like regular people. Yeah, that's what I like about it. Whereas in but Star- the level of comedy is still there. I mean, no, given there's like not a- that much comedy. Really, for a Seth MacFarlane production? No, yeah, because he, I don't know. He's trying to like go straight. He's the problem was the problem is if he went straight for drama. It would work a lot better, but because he's still adding comedy, like a li- some comedy bits, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But mm-hmm. uh, like if it were less so of a comedy, it it, would... it feels like a CW. No, really? it feels... no. I mean, like in terms of like you know, it's trying to be a drama, but you know, there's little splash points of um, comedy. Not really, I'd say it's a lot more. I- I'm trying to think of a comparison because I wouldn't say anything in CW is like it. It's more like. Oh, I don't know. Like it feels a lot more like old Star Trek. You know really? what I mean? Like or the original series kind of Star Trek. Mm. Yeah. You know? Like it, it focused on on serious serious thematic elements, but it's like story wise but like, you know, it's not super high production <laughs> production value. Yeah. Is, is yeah. it a, is the Orville on a streaming service? It makes me makes yeah. me curious now to watch it's it. It's on Fox. it's pro- I don't think it's on Netflix. Oh damn. We'll see. Yeah, but uh, with, yeah, with Star Trek Discovery, like I think it's it's a, it's their mid season finale. Yeah, and uh, Star Wars Rebels, they also had their mid season finale mm. on the same day. I still haven't finished season three. Mm. Yeah, oh but, my god! But it was, I'd say it was a, an okay season mid season finale because with Star Wars Rebels, mm. the way they do things is they release a lot of content before the Star Wars movie, let's say like the Last Jedi, mm. and after the Last Jedi comes out, they'll release new content. Knowing what happened in the last Jedi, as uh, like yeah. some basis. Yeah. But isn't this the last season for Rebels? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty. We've got our opening. This is it. All wings, form up and head for the target. The Rebel forces have broken through our perimeter. Hmm. Regrettable, but a testament to Captain Singular's skill as a combat pilot. Contact the second wave and order them to intercept. Phoenix leader, I'm picking up enemy fighters at point three. Do you think they'll make another uh, new series? They like might. Post Rebels? What? They might. So they end Rebels and then start production on that same thing that's like 
Rebels 2, but not that. No, yeah, like maybe in a that. different time like, period. From, from a management perspective, you'd keep the animation team, you keep the direction team. But have a different yeah. show altogether. Yeah, have mm. a new era to focus on, something like that. They'll probably have the same animation style, which mm. I really like about mm-hmm. uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels. and Because they always get better and better as each season comes in. What if they call it like Star Trek Smugglers? And then it focuses on Star- like the criminal. Trek Star- or Star Wars? Star, Star-, Star Wars. Yeah, Smugglers. I was wondering. I was wondering why they're ma- yeah. making them jump or board. They, or they the could. Uh... Star- like, no, no, Star Wars Smugglers, and then they focus on the criminal element and have that lead up to the Han or, Solo movie. Or they can be the, the lead boat in the Old Republic. They could just start doing creating assets for the Old Republic, like the mini shows about the story there. To mm. so, like, they, prep the audience for like a movie series. They, they could. It's just that there are times, you know, with Disney and how they handle mm. their TV and movie properties and trying to... Mush them together. Mush, mush them together. It, I mean, they tried to do it with... Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, with the recent Star Wars Rebels, right? Because I remember Rogue One, yeah, they so, got Forrest Whitaker yeah, as And then he actually went on the show. As the voice actor. Yeah. As the voice actor. You see, in and Star Wars Rebels, you can see the, the character development of Saw Gerrera, mm-hmm. what made them become more and more... Insane. Uh, Spooky. Rogue, yeah, in that sense. Rogue. Rogue. No. So, rogue. yeah, it's good development. So, yeah. like, you could I see mean, them, like, going hand-in-hand hand with whatever next trilogy they'll do. But, I mean, it's more of, like, this is something big in that scenario. I mean, the, ro- the Rogue One film was just an anthology film. Mm-hmm. The... Like oh, I'm yeah. sure they're gonna market the trilo- the next trilogy as something big, mm. so if they're trying to like build it up from a TV series, it had better be good. Yeah. Yeah. So Rebels, I think has a, has like a six week break. Maybe mm. after the the new movie, it'll come out again. The breaks are so long, man. Yeah. Uh, RJ, you have anything you wanna? Uh, well, speaking of um, December films coming up, there was one film that I can't wait to see. Um, well, yeah, me, post post Wolverine. <laughs> me and RJ agree on this. Uh, Hugh Jackman has now is now coming up with on like another, something completely different. Yeah, it's a musical film, and it's like when was the last musical film? La La Land, right? Pitch Perfect. No, like there is something really big. Uh, La La, La, Land. La La Land. Yeah, I mean from the lyricists of La La Land. <laughs> I love how they market it that way. The, from the lyricists of La La Land comes this new film called The Greatest Showman. I am not a stranger to the dark. <sighs> this is not the life I promised you. Not even close. Because we don't want your broken parts. Girls, I think I've had an idea. Look out, cause here I come. And I'm marching on to the beat I drum. P.T. Barnum, at your service. I'm putting together a show. And I need a star. Every one of us is special. And nobody is like any one of us. That's the point of my show. Bertie? Showtime. Wow. Like, I remember when the the first trailer dropped. I was so amazed. Mm. Well, that was actually the first trailer. 
And then with the second trailer coming out recently, yeah, it just the hype just keeps building up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'm so hyped. Yeah, uh, I'm so hyped. It looks yeah. like an Oscar kind of film. It could no. Be. Well, it's at least I'm nominated. Sure, no, I'm, I'm sure it's a Soundtrack, very, maybe. very good um, musical film. Yeah, in like the recent well, since I wouldn't count La La Land as a full blown musical. It's but, not. But I'm really hoping this one will. Bring yeah. it, bring yeah. it up to a so, new. So, so, what's the plot of the Greatest Showman? Orange? I mean, well, it's from following what we've the seen story. In the trailer. It's following a fictionalized story of how P.T. Barnum, I think, P.T. Barnum. I think so. Uh, I think it's P.T. Barnum and how he created the circus, basically. Mm-hmm. Like the well, circus he, he that we inv- all know. He didn't invent the circus. He invented. He started, sort of started the. Is it like the a vaudeville? The, kind the a vaudeville of? kind of uh, show. Mm-hmm. Well. He did literally call it the freak show, because yeah. he's showing um, like the from the people from the trailer, uh, people with genetic deformities, some different conditions, dwarfism, mm-hmm. a lot of acrobatics, um, clowns. Basically, he did call it, he literally called it the greatest show on earth because it's it's where you get show business. You know, yeah, it's, so it's showing something so that different that it can amaze you, mm-hmm. and I think that's like. Well, yeah, that's one of the big themes on this yeah. musical. And he, al- and he also started off as like an accountant, right? Yeah. Oh, we're saying there's like some parallels to With some the other super famous. Yeah, the, like, the like, the producer, like the producers. Super famous musical. Where they also have like a... Where there's also an accountant. Yeah, there's lead character as an accountant, but he tries, you know, he gets kicked, like his account firm just... He, dissolves yeah and now he has to make he has to make more money by creating a show <laughs> wait what what movie are you referencing um the, the producers. producers okay okay so <laughs> yeah this is pretty much like how it's it. yeah it's pretty much how it starts with same. with the greatest showman yeah but i mean like they twist it up a bit now instead of like their show the show being like they're pushing the show something legitimate but it's actually a scam wait no Sorry, they're pushing a show that's supposed to be a scam, but you know people think it's legitimate. This one, The Greatest Showman, it's now a show that's legitimate, but people think it's a scam. Yeah, I just really hope that they make something as memorable as the Heil Myself from the producers. Heil Myself Heil to me Okay, okay. Change our history. I'll myself raise your hand. There's no greater dictator in the land. Everything I do, I do for you. If you're looking for a war, here's World War II. I'll myself raise your beer. Every hotsy totsy Nazi stand and cheer. Or, I really wish there was um, a video um, video f- uh, form of this podcast because if you if there was you would see Franco just mouthing every lyric to that song. It's a really with, catchy song. Oh with my the god. appropriate hand movements. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. For, 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 for those Germans who are 
who might be listening to this podcast, I apologize. <laughs> no, there, there were no hand movements. Are you sure? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But, I Man, mean, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited for The Greatest Showman. Mm. Uh, I'm, it's going to be big. What, what, what time? Oh, when in December? Like late December? Oh, early probably, December? I think it's... Around Christmas, actually. Yeah, like December 20? Yeah. Oh, so like we can watch it after the week of Star Wars. Mm, maybe, yeah, we could. maybe, maybe. I just realized we forgot something really, really important. What? What's up? Stranger Things. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Stranger we Things, too. We have completely dude. forgotten. Probably the, the series we all agree on is amazing. Yeah. 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 And the clip you even sent me is pretty good. On Halloween night, Will saw a sort of shadow. Maybe all of this is happening for a reason. These are not nightmares. It's happening. And it all leads back to here. Yeah, so I haven't watched Stranger Things 2 yet. Same here. Wait, but uh, Nigel watched it. So wait, like, it's, uh, it's really better than the first season. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I, however, Rafi Rodas, who is not here with us at this moment, has asked me to say in in the podcast that say, uh, "Stranger Things in season two of Stranger Things episode seven sucked ass and almost ruined the damn season. Dumbass story with dumbass Callie." Do you? Uh, well, I I don't agree completely, but I don't want to say anymore because it's it's even if it's not the best episode in the season, it's fairly important to the general overall narrative. Of the series itself, as it because it ties into season three. Mm-hmm. Um, so neither of you have watched it, right? Yeah. So, so uh, nope. the quality is still the same. I'm gonna keep uh, the quality is just the same. Is the it acting. It, any improvements? Um, they are get they they tried out a lot of new combinations of the characters because there's actually a lot of main characters in the show. There's there's the four boys plus yep. eleven. Uh, they added a new girl. Uh. There's the there's the, the sheriff, yeah. The the mom. The mom. There's a the teenagers. There's are three of them. That's eleven already. Plus we have the main villain. Well, no, there's the main villain, but it's not a person. There's the human villain, and then there's the doctor, and then there's Bob. So there's like fifteen people already that you have to keep so track of. They were able to. And there's Kali. They were able to incorporate a lot of new characters without any like problems. I mean, there's the all the inherent problems of having a lot of main characters with that with that some characters get a lot more focus than the others. However, they do weave the stories together. They still weave the good stories together pretty well, aside from maybe episode seven. But you know, just roll with the punches. It's okay. It's an okay episode in a really great season. Yeah, and that's Nigel's uh, spoiler-free review for Stranger Things 2. Yeah. How, how many episodes is it again? Uh, it's uh, got nine episodes. An hour each, right? Uh, around an hour each. Yeah. You can binge it in a weekend. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, RJ, you got anything? Well, I guess I'll get to watching. Yeah. yeah. I got one last thing. I recently watched this movie, uh, this, Tagal- this Tagalog movie, mm-hmm. in uh, the this Tagalog movie called... 12 or 1-2 it's uh-huh. about the like a couple that's having a lot of relationship issues because they've mm-hmm. been together for like 7 years mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be really serious <laughs> oh, god. Okay. But, oh god but the main character 
is played by this guy. I forgot his name, but he's like a Padilla. So his his character is the same as this character in Hundred Tula Kay Stella or a Hundred Poems for Stella. I don't, I don't think he's a Padilla. Yeah, he is. He's Padilla. But the girl he was um the girl in I I remember you showing me that clip. The girl in that clip is also Padilla. So that's kind of messed up. Not all Padillas are related. Anyway, yeah, no, that's an, kind of messed up. Yeah. still kind of messed. Up. Anyway, so like imagine a movie where the main character is this guy. Wait, wait, don't don't move. He takes a picture of a girl on a Polaroid. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it, Nigel. You laughed over the, the line. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Ganda lang ng tama ng lighting sa face mo. I mean, there are just some times when you don't have to just keep, you know, you're, you introduce your character as somebody who speaks in English. Just keep it going, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah his name is Ivan Padilla. But oh, okay. he, he's a handsome dude. It's just like, I don't know if it's the direction. Sometimes looks are at everything. The direction or like just his actor. ineptitude yeah, at speaking I mean, English or the I mean, kind of character that they want him to play. I, I don't know if it's a mix of yeah, both. But I'm, I'm sure he can pull off the character if you just say it in one language. You, he, if he said it in English, it would work a lot better. Yeah, but I mean, he already established that he has a very almost American yeah. accent. And then now he just drops the, um, him trying to talk in Tagalog. Yeah, oh, but uh, other than that, I guess I got nothing yeah. else to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably do the... Mm. We'll probably come back again soon for the Justice League review. Yeah. Uh, you guys have anything else to say? Um, not really. Although, okay, like I watched a couple of movies for school, for law school. And they're some of the best movies I've ever seen that depict what it's like to be a lawyer. I just want to say their names. Uh, a Witness for the Prosecution uh justice for all and the verdict if you want to know kind of what it's like to be a lawyer watch those movies there's they're really really good yeah rj you got anything else uh well i mean for those other um for the other like superhero stuff that people watch um you know the flash um yeah the cw series are back and it's so far i mean i'm just watching the flash right now i'm trying to catch up with um, Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl, but I mean, you know, it's always great when you see these series back. Yeah, I guess I'm done for that as well. So I guess we can end this podcast right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, wow. So, yeah, it was uh, a yeah. good second edition for uh, uh, the hype train. The hype train. Yeah, thanks again, Nige and Arge, for uh, coming over this holiday, this APEC ASEAN ASEAN Summit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Southern Trump's Southern. in the country. Yeah. Woo. In the third there. Oh, man. The only guy missing there is like Putin or something. Oh, man. No is it, did he send representatives? Um, no, no. Well, it's mostly just a scene in countries. Yeah. And America, America has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Well, pretty much, yo, if you guys have any requests or any um, like reactions to our podcast, please um, like and um, like and comment in our Facebook page yeah. the after credits podcast or after credits podcast at gmail.com yeah emails and yeah just keep 
listening. Yeah. Keep enjoying. Stay tuned for the Justice League. We'll release that uh, when it's out here in the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, I'm your host Franco Dajda. Joining me today is RG Silverio and Nigel Aquino. And thanks again for listening to the After Credits podcast. Stay tuned. Woo! I never got the